and welcome to a new episode of Blood Orange. We are so pretentious. We are Kate and Christina. We've been friends for 20 years and have found the only bit of TV we agree on is Project Runway. So we're going to be watching and breaking down our favorite outfits and fashion catastrophes starting from the very beginning. We hope you'll join in and watch along with us. The second season is available on DVD or online, and today we'll be talking about the finale, the last two episodes. Finally! (laughs) (laughs) We are so ready for new designers. Yeah, I feel exactly how we felt last season. (laughs) Like, I'm just over it. This finale was so much better than last finale. I wrote four pages about this finale. I've got so much. <laughs> I wrote a page, but the reason I only wrote a page because by the second episode, I was so enthralled <laughs> that I just forgot to take notes because it was that good. Yeah. Some of the, sometimes my notes are literally just trying to keep track of where we are in the episode so that I know where, like, so we could follow along and... Yeah, like literally, I think I have four points at the end. But yeah, I was just sucked in. I really, I really enjoyed the season finale. Yeah, it was a good one. Okay, so we start with the last three. And Heidi's telling them they have $8,000. And they have to do a 12 look for Olympus Faction Week. But how many weeks do they have? It sounds like months. I, you know, I thought it was several months, but then when Tim goes out to see him, it's like seven weeks until fashion week and like they've barely started. So I'm thinking it was only a couple months. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and then I wrote how shitty would have been if Daniel decided to switch models. Chris, you know, I didn't understand what the point was in picking the last model because in the end, they're each going to need 12 models or twist 13 models for the final look. And so like, it just seemed unnecessarily cruel to make the models come out there and dismiss one of them. <laughs> like, I know it was done. <laughs> Did you notice any other models? I saw gummy legs and the marshmallow model, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see anyone else. I didn't notice specifically, but I mean, they did still need, like, they they needed a bunch of models. So it seems weird to be like, you've lost, but come back in a couple months because we're going to need some more models. <laughs> I, I think only, the only model that came back was the marshmallow model. I wrote Hopefully all the others had much better jobs that they went on to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then, yeah, they go to, to the this the roof to celebrate and then Heidi had the apple cider and I wanted to note that I've had non-alcoholic champagne and it's delicious really Mm -hmm. if you ever want to taste champagne without the alcohol I recommend it it's very good it's never occurred to me (laughs) It's, it's really good yeah I had it I went to, when I was pregnant, I went to a wedding shower and there was another pregnant person there and she had it and it was delicious. So I brought it to Jimmy's wedding for like the morning of like, oh yeah, I want mimosas, you know, but I'm pregnant. I'm not going to drink champagne. And then <laughs> two of her bridesmaids were drinking and I was like, you know, that's not alcoholic. And they were very calorie conscious people. So they like, <laughs> we're drinking all these calories and we're not getting the benefit i'm like i'm sorry it's right here non-alcoholic 
But yeah, it's, oh, that, it's that good. Like, they did, they did know that it was not alcohol because I love the taste of champagne. I think it's delicious. I, I've never had it. I don't drink, so I just... I'm just saying, if you are yeah. ever curious to know what champagne tastes like and you don't want any of the alcohol, I highly recommend it. No, I'm good. <laughs> but it's tasty. It's tasty. I know I have some like non-alcoholic wine too in the back of my fridge that I haven't got rid of in like three and a half. Yeah, your kids in school now. You could probably get rid of it. I'll think I'll, I'll take it to the next baby shower whenever we can have baby showers again. <laughs> Monday these days. So Tim goes around to visit all the designers. And I wanted to say, like over the course of Project Runway history, Tim Gunn visits like dozens of cities and towns to go hang out with these designers. And I just, I realized like how diplomatic he is doing it. Like he's always pleasant regardless of what they want him to do. He's always up for it. Like Daniel makes him go shopping with him and Tim Gunn's just like, let's go. <laughs> like he's just always. I, I, I would jump on the chance to shop with Tim Gunn. Well, yeah, Daniel but... is smart. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I want to look good for the finale. I'm picking Tim Gunn with me and he's going to help me pick out a jacket yeah. that's going to make me look amazing. True, but my point is, like, how incredible is Tim Gunn that regardless, he goes over to these people's houses and they're like, we're just going to hang out with my parents all day. And he's like, great, let introduce me. Like, he just go whatever they say <laughs> they're going to do, that's, he does it. Didn't last season Jay welcome him with a gun? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he just goes with it. Like, he, Tim Gunn's amazing. That's all I wanted to say. Like, he's just incredible. I love him, yeah, but he... The first place he goes is Centino's in LA. And I would yeah. say her, his house is really cute. He has this really incredible house that looks very expensive. And he's talking about how broke he is and that he rents it. But like even the rent on that place has to be a fortune. That's probably it's where a, all his money went. That all $8,000 right there. Like it's a really nice place. And in 2005, it probably was... 2000 a month at least yeah and 2000 is a lot for that era that's why i'm thinking like it was about 2000 so he shows he shows tim what he has so far and he calls it 40s glamour hollywood boudoir publicity still <laughs> what did you think of the dress i mean the dress wasn't bad the fur stole or whatever it was is gross yeah, I'm glad he is it. I wrote that down too. But I said I don't hate the dress since he knows showing. And I like the top that he shows as well. And I like the color palette he's going with. I, I liked the color. Like it's the fabric. It looks almost watercolored. Like it's. Yes. Yeah. That's spot on. I was trying to figure out how to describe that. That's spot on. I, I like that fabric he chose for sure. Yeah. And then I also did. I made a note that I did not realize Santino was multiracial. I guess I didn't think about it. Yeah. Well, they showed a picture of his mom, and I was like, "Oh, his mom is African American." So I looked it up. Yeah, he's African American, Native American. Oh, go figure. And he looks white as fuck. <laughs> that's why I was surprised. I was like, 
Oh, damn. But, um. Oh, and then I also wrote that it was really weird that he didn't tell his best friend he made the top three. Isn't he probably that- wasn't allowed to. I assumed that, like, Tim Gunn gave him permission while he was there to tell him since he, since this guy probably had to sign an NDA when they were filming. Yeah, but wouldn't they be like, why did you quit your job? Why are you leaving your house? Yeah. I don't know. I, I imagine that they, they're not allowed to tell, like, like they have to, they have to quit their job and do all that to go to Project Runway, but they, I imagine they can't tell how far they made it on the show. So he probably Maybe. just told his friend that he was on the show and he'd have to wait and watch to see how far he made it. Maybe. I don't know. The kids are cute. Yeah. But I can't imagine being best friends with Santino. No, we'll get to it. <laughs> Tim goes and sees Daniel next. And I, oh, Daniel got a haircut. I said, <laughs> I said the same thing. My first note was Daniel got a haircut. I said, I don't really like the pattern of the jacket he showed, but I love the construction of it. See, I love the jacket, but I love weird jackets. Like, I would wear any weird jacket, I love them all. <laughs> It was just the weird pattern. pattern. Weird structure. Speaking of, because we just talked about Santino's house, Daniel's a recent graduate from like a fashion school. How does he afford that apartment in New York City? His parents probably have money. I always <laughs> just assumed his parents had money. It was it was just the same as the uh, the house in LA. Like they got to his, and I was like, I don't believe this one either. Like, how are you affording that? For me, Santino, to me, I feel like Santino had a friend who hooked him up, and but I feel like Daniel comes from money. I don't know. Could be. I just get that vibe, like, oh, my parents have money. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But um, I guess he could afford to go to fashion school, and that's not necessarily something that someone that doesn't come from money can afford to do. Exactly. <laughs> when he doesn't mention having a job. Yeah, like a job while he was going there. But I loved his pictures. It just made me think of something you and me would do. Which pictures? They showed his pictures when he was younger. Very MySpace days. Oh, okay, those pictures. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we took a lot of those. (laughs) Especially that picture. Especially that picture. He's smiling camera, and there's like a dude on the other side going like, like making a face. I'm like, oh, you just seem to have taken that photo because she has so many photos. Of her smiling and being in a face, <laughs> reacting to the world around us. <laughs> we took a lot of selfies before everyone there was, was cameras on their phones. I had Where a digital camera that had a uh, a lens that would flip around so you could take selfies. <laughs> oh man, the youths today don't know the struggle. <laughs> right. But now we get to Chloe, which I did oh, not realize wait. she was like what? Tim Gunn then goes shopping with Daniel. Oh uh, yeah, go get, the, get the jacket. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, he's like, I want a jacket. Like I'm and... saying, Tim Gunn's just up for anything. Daniel goes, Oh, I thought we would go shopping because I need a new jacket for myself. And Tim Gunn's like, Let's go, <laughs> let's do it. He's just up for anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he gets to Houston, and I did not know Chloe was Leosha, which that was a cool thing to learn. And also, she has 
seven sisters. Was it seven? I thought it was eight sisters, but maybe it was eight kids altogether. It's eight kids altogether. Because I watched again this morning. She says she spent her child part of her childhood in a family prison in mm-hmm. Laos. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't that's that's crazy. The odds of having eight girls just boggles my mind. <laughs> eight girls that most if not all of which were born in the middle of the vietnam war and raised in a prison camp and they all survived and made it out that's astronomical odds yeah not like it made me like her more because she really came from the bottom yeah but um but I wrote, I really don't like the dress that she showed Tim God. I was like, when she, all she had was that one look, she doesn't have any sketches to show him. She has nothing else. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, what, is, what has she been doing? <laughs> Just one thing. I said, I like Chloe, but her collection so far is underwhelming compared to the other two. Yeah, she didn't have much to show. I was very worried at this point one dress yeah and it was not a cute dress and she had no well I mean she had like like I think she mentions like the cutouts on the back being unique which is true like she has no that's later the cutouts is it later the back is later yeah oh. but um yeah I I was worried about her because she's got like nothing done nothing nothing but anyways they're back from New York and I wanted to say a side comment I stayed at a Westin hotel in Costa Rica and it was the best hotel I've ever stayed in. Is that where they're staying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we say comic because I was like, oh the Weston. That is the best hotel I've ever stayed in. And it was in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. I hope to go there for our 10 year anniversary. That's where we went on our honeymoon. Gotta go back and see more sloths. I I didn't see a sloth. I have to go back. (laughs) Have to go back. But you should go to Costa Rica your next trip okay <laughs> it's the i'm just saying it's the best place i've ever stayed and i've been in a few other countries <laughs> i had an uncle that lived there for several years why does everyone have an uncle who lived in costa rica jimmy because that's that like that has an uncle <laughs> that's a cheap place to retire to like they can continue collecting their retirement and just like live there very very well also i didn't know this until i got there but as a Costa Rican citizen, you are entitled to a home. The government gives you a house. Oh. I learned that. Isn't, it, isn't it weird when you hear things about countries like that and then look at us? Yeah, they don't have military either. They're like, they said that they have no plan to ever start a war, be in a war, anything. Wow. <laughs> One thing I will say, though, the reason I could not live in Costa Rica is the way people drive. It is obscene. <laughs> it was terrifying. My life. Everyone either drives so slow or they drive like they're maniacs. It's terrifying. Italy, I went on, Italy is similar. I went on an excursion and the excursion was really cool, but I didn't realize it was like five hours away. The entire time, I had to look at my feet because I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a cliff, and he was just like passing people, like 
we were on this giant cliff and like at one point I looked over and I'm like there's a tire off the cliff <laughs> that's what I looked at my computer at the time. well you know that I am an avid pedestrian <laughs> we went to Italy several years ago and basically walked everywhere and the car the, the drivers are very similar but not only do you have to dodge the cars in the street you have to dodge them on the sidewalk I believe it. Like motorcycles just up on the sidewalk. <laughs> We'd have to, to cross the street, you more or less have to set your hand on the hood of the car and be like, no, <laughs> I'm going to walk across. Don't move. <laughs> I, I, I've been in Italy, but I went in high school. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really remember that, but I do remember the perverts on the bus. Mm-hmm. That was the only transportation we really took. Yeah, there's, they, the guys there can be very gross. Oh, yeah. I had to talk to. There was a girl. I don't remember where she went, but I think she was from the East Coast. But yeah, she got, me and her both got ooh, rubbed up on and I had to. Yeah. Talk to her about when it. I did a lot of uh, blocking, it was, it was the Getting first time. I was very, very virgin at the time so it was like the first phone I ever experienced and it was it was traumatizing yeah and her too so she like I I sort of rubbed it off I was just like whatever that sucks guys are gross but she was really upset I'm totally justified and so I talked to her about it because me and her were the only ones that happened to yeah and a lot of the other guys were like just get over it get over it I'm like no she can cry man that shit was not my sister was at a point at one point where she was like I don't even want to leave the hostel anymore like let's just Mm -hmm. stay here (laughs) like I don't want to deal with anyone the only thing the only time I think it was like a relief was at um, Pompeii because everyone at Pompeii were tourists and there weren't any Italians there yeah I went to Pompeii too but my what was the what was her name the Spanish teacher in, I didn't uh, have Spanish. I had French. Oh my god, I'm totally blanking her name. She took us to Italy. She was the coach. And she, Why she did even, she take you to Spain? <laughs> no, she was just the person that took out. Like oh, she okay. just volunteered to always take the kids over to Europe or other countries. And the year prior, they went to I think Venezuela. It was some sort of Spanish country, and then from what I heard. It was a shit show because they all just drank, never listened to her, nothing. <laughs> and then so our grade, when we, all of us who went were very, very tame. Like none of us drank. At that point, I didn't even know what alcohol tasted like. We were, I did have a little bit of wine on the trip, but that was it. Like, oh, no, wait, one night, one night we did have one, one party, one party, but, uh, we were super respectful of her. We were just like, yeah, of course. And she like cried and was like, I almost quit my job last year. <laughs> and you kids reminded me of why I love doing this. And I was like, oh, shit. Gonzalez. Was it Gonzalez? Was this Gonzalez? No, Mr. Gonzalez was no, biology. Pervert, a pervert, yeah. I actually lived in the same street as him at one point when I was in high school and I would have to like wave to him while I was walking my dog. <laughs> Did you ever have him? 
Yeah. I was this TA when you're. This is- I remember when you were the TA. I feel like <laughs> you were the TA for my class. No, let's say I was like, oh, I have this funny memory. At one point, I had to like staple papers as his TA. And so I turned it into a game. I was like, I'm going to time myself to see how fast I can do it. And I was like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I did it under like 10 minutes. Everyone heard me. I didn't think anyone could. <laughs> yeah, the, the room with the TAs was right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember walking out and everyone's like, what did you do? Clap, congratulations. What did you do? What, what are you so proud about? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how he would make, um, he would make students call home if they were late to class? <laughs> but I remember the whole timing of the bathroom. Oh yeah, you had like one minute to get to the bathroom and back or something. It was vicious. Okay, anyway, <laughs> we're back in New York. <laughs> um, um, okay. <laughs> Daniel shows that he brought, like, he designed some purses for his collection, and they would be absolutely awful to actually carry. They look so uncomfortable. They're very unpa- I wrote that they're very impractical, but I think they will look great on the runway. I actually don't remember looking. Well, I guess yeah, they he did have them on, but like yeah, he did. They, they looked they looked awful. Like I didn't like them. <laughs> I don't hate They're, him. I don't handles, love him, but I don't hate him. If anyone didn't watch the show and for some reason is listening to this, the <laughs> handles of these purses are like massive wood block hoops. The eight one is impractical. The other ones make sense though. The yeah, big I, eight yeah. doesn't work. But um, Santino says that Chloe's collection is a couch coming at you. Yeah, he, he, she does have, she used like a lot of like taffeta or something. Like it's really big and shiny. I'm not sure. No, she's using like really thick fabric, which I don't know what it's called. I'm, I'm not sure, but I mean, she does have a lot of big looks, but she also has a lot of interesting looks. Like there's a lot to see in her collection. I wrote, and Santino's <laughs> looks are really restrained, like more restrained than anything. Shockingly he restrained. But I also said, where are they hiding Kara? <laughs> She's the mock collection. Oh yeah, it came up on the bottom of the on the screen at one point. It said, "Car, did you know Kara showed during Fashion Week too? Go to Bravo TV to watch." I didn't go to watch, but you mentioned you went and saw it. I looked it up, but I didn't see that part. Am I? We must watch a different. Daily but um, yeah. I said, so far, I'm not impressed with Chloe's collection. Maybe I need to see more, like on a person. And then Tinkum's really worried about Daniel's collection. He's very worried. And Daniel's like offended. offended. By and Tim says he's waiting to see the clothes on the models, that he's just, he's thoughtful he about Daniel's looks. He has nothing positive to say. He, he, he almost has nothing to say. He points out that there's a lot of hems that need finishing. And other than that, he has almost nothing, nothing. to say. But then they go back to Chloe. And I was like, holy shit. 
I'm impressed with the two dresses that they showed with the model on it. I don't remember specifically which one. Both the blue dresses. Both the blue dresses. I did write LOL at Chloe's old camera flip phone when she's taking pictures of the the models at the casting. Yeah. (laughs) I I know it's not fair. But then um, Heidi comes back out and I said she looks amazing. She always looks amazing. I can't believe she birthed a child and then I want to grow my hair out because of how she looked she looks so good <laughs> obviously her and tim come in with a twist <laughs> yes she wouldn't be there if there wasn't a twist what's the twist they have like two days before fashion week and they have to make another look they need a 13th look for their show and chloe is literally crying yeah like she literally she's like really upset but like I don't understand how none of them saw this coming like the entire show is about putting as much pressure as possible onto them and then making them perform Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they should have known that when they got there they were gonna have to do this yeah so the designers must create women are looking 48 hours that's fucked up but they're getting help from past contestants yeah all the previous designers from earlier in the season show up they all come in and they each get to pick one to help them. Who would you pick? If oh, God, I don't know. Oh, come on. If you were there, which of the previous designers would you want help? Nick. I, I said I'd probably, like, if I was looking to win, I'd go Nick or Andre. Which is what happens. Right, Daniel's first. He picks Nick, which I was kind of surprised he didn't pick Andre. Since they work so well together. He's looking to win, though. Yeah. <laughs> Santina picks Andre and then Chloe surprisingly picks Diane. I I could understand why because I was thinking about that when I was like, who would I choose? And my first thought was Diana just for personality. She's the one that I'd want to hang out with. And then I was like, no, but if I wanted to win, Andre or Nick. So I could see why when Andre and Nick were gone, she went, well, who do I want to hang out with? Diana. Because she's sweet. Yeah, she is sweet. At this point, I stopped taking notes because I was just super into the show until the runway. What, okay, well, what happens they... before runway? <laughs> A whole other episode. Um, they got $250 and they had 30 minutes to sketch before they went shopping for their 13th look. Um, Chloe is super panicked, but she gets really energized when she starts talking to Diana about what's missing from her collection. And they decide that she needs a gold mini dress which ends up being one of her stronger looks which interesting the 13th look for all of them kind of ends up being the strongest look any of them make. Santina Santina looked re- I don't know why Tim Gunn said it looked good it looked really rushed really unfinished compared yeah, to I actually I liked Santino's like I liked the color that he picked for it and I liked the shape of the top on it the the dress itself was very basic but the shape mm-hmm. of the lace at the top I did actually like mm-hmm. um but that being said, when they're supposed to be sketching before they go shopping, Santino's like not. He's just completely defeated. He doesn't want to make a 13th look. He doesn't know what to do. He has no ideas. Well, none of his models showed up too. None I think his... we should note that. I they, they kept kind of mentioning the models, but they didn't actually say how many had or hadn't shown up. I know Chloe's, a bunch of hers showed up. And then I think one of Daniel's had shown up. 
and apparently none of the ones that Santino hired did until like the last minute I guess they don't really say when they finally show up yeah he makes that offensive comment where he should just have hired homely girls or handicapped girls because they oh, would have been grateful I missed that I'm yeah just... no he makes this joke he's like oh I well, unfortunately, just... that sounds exactly like Santino, but I... yeah, he says this comment like, "I should have just hired someone with no leg, and they could have just hobbled onto the stage." And then he's like, "Oh, and homely girls would have showed up because it would have been great." It was offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Santino's gross. Um, I know. We're on to the next episode, though. We're at the the final episode. Um. They've got their fabric, and Chloe tells Diana that she's just in charge of the 13th look. She doesn't want to think about it. So she just literally has Diana make the entire 13th look. Well, yeah. I mean, she came up with a concept of it, and then was like, yeah, "Yeah, you're hired to do it. And all three of the designers do that. Yeah, more or less. Um, Nick's really worried about how much Daniel needs him to do, because Daniel still has, like, finishing touches for all of his looks he doesn't have buttons on any of them he doesn't have any of his hems finished it just boggles my mind because like when you're at home you can work as much as you want yeah like that's what i don't get they don't have time constraints when they're at home so like why are you not spending if you're still working every friday saturday sunday or any of your day offs yeah working yeah you're winning you're trying to win something that will change your life I don't get it. Well, Chloe had a lot of extra work because she actually has to like do major fitting changes once her models come in. Like she has to do major edits to some to make the clothes yeah. fit some of her models. But yeah, Daniel's got like hems that aren't finished and he just didn't put buttons, like closures on a bunch of his outfits. But she should have thought about that before. Like he doesn't know who his models are. He should have got all that done knowing that like, yeah, I'm going to have to fit this yeah. outfit to a model i have no idea who, so nick's really wear. worried because he's assuming that he's gonna have to do a lot of that work <laughs> and at this point um i still don't know what santino and andre are doing because they still had not figured out what they're doing yet like at this point they were still like what do you want to do i don't know <laughs> well what look do you need i don't know I don't- <laughs> <laughs> but he, santino did get like a really nice color for his 13th look i like the color he got oh i love that like wine burgundy color yeah it's very pretty and it looks good on most skin tone so that's it's a great color but you have to keep going because literally i'm only at the the only thing i wrote about the second episode was the runway (laughs) um well we already talked about the models haven't come in they tim gum comes in and they they pull out what order they're going to do the shows in it's going to be daniel chloe then santino he tells them that they can work until 4 a.m and then they've got a 5 30 a.m call time which sucks for them horrible they must be absolutely delirious by the time well i remember daniel saying that he literally probably slept four hours in the last two days and then they just didn't sleep that night at all. They said by the time they got to the hotel, they had about half an hour to get dressed for runway. <laughs> like I can recall awful. one point in my life doing an all-nighter, and it was awful. And I was in like junior high when I did that. <laughs> exactly. Like I remember trying to do homework 
the Sunday afterwards, like bef- before going to school on Monday and like literally just like, no, no, I can do my math. No, <laughs> it was terrible. And also like, imagine me, cause you know me, I'm a huge sleeper. Like, that's what I, like, I was, I always tell people and I, and it's funny, my dad did the same thing, I guess, in his 20s, but I'd always be like, I'm going to the bathroom because it usually would take about an hour for people to realize I was gone. I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you ever doing that, but I. Well, no, at parties. Like, yeah, I never at parties. Yeah. I, remember you know me, once, I, would... I remember once getting ready for school in the morning and walking out of the bathroom and finding you asleep on my bed and you hadn't been there when I'd walked into the bathroom. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I remember driving to your house. Morning, <laughs> I remember driving to your house and just sleeping. <laughs> I remember literally walking to my room and just being like, morning, Kaylin. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was, yeah, the Delta days. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait for Christina to get right out. No, I remember at one point in the middle of the night, I drove to your house to hang out, but I just passed out. Probably. <laughs> Don't you remember I slept? You were like, you've been asleep for like 13 hours, Caitlin. <laughs> anyway, so then we have a montage of them all working until 4 a.m. And for then they days. go to Fashion Week. And I know you notice I there's there's something really weird about Fashion Week because it's like there's all this prestige to it and all these people go to it, but like at its core, it's a white tent, folding chairs, and white plastic taped to the floor to make a runway. That's all it is. <laughs> that is a great observation. Like that is wow, I never thought of it, but you are absolutely right. <laughs> there's like so much prestige to it, and that's it's it's you are one thousand percent right. Like I've seen so many celebrities photographs at Fashion Week, and yeah, they're in white folding chairs. <laughs> what? Um. <Okay>. So, <laughs> so backstage at Fashion Week, Daniel puts his models to work sewing because he's still not done, which I love. I love that the models are there, like sewing buttons onto clothes. I love again that I wrote Daniel as Nick because for some reason Daniel it's just looks like a Nick to me and I keep <laughs> writing him down as Nick. Well, and they yes. are working together in this episode, so Nick does show up to help Daniel and his models. So, <laughs> what do you think about his collection since he was first? It was very cute the moment he had with his family. Well, I I'm still on backstage. Chloe oh, okay. has all the hair and makeup changed because she doesn't like it because they're all delirious they haven't slept i don't remember that <laughs> she her models keep coming up and she goes no no this isn't what i wanted and she keeps dragging them back to hair and makeup and changing it but the models look exactly the way they looked in her i'm they're delirious they haven't slept in days <laughs> um daniel daniel loses his bags yeah, his purses are missing, and Tim tells him that things happen for a reason. I'm wondering if Tim stole them <laughs> to save him from himself. <laughs> I don't think the bags were that bad. They end up finding them, and they do go down the runway. But, I mean, Tim really didn't like the bags, and he was just, like, he was really pushing Daniel he to said, just let it like, go. It's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. I think he stole them and hid them, trying to <laughs> save Daniel for himself. For himself. 
Okay, now we're at the runway show. <laughs> Guest judge Deborah Messing, love her. Yeah. Except for I didn't like her recent comments about Kim K. I thought they were rude. I didn't see them. She basically was saying like, she was bitter that she's never hosted SNL. And Kim recently hosted SNL and she just like made rude comments about like, oh, I thought only talented people host SNL. Like, bitch, you're better. Get over it. Why do you care? At the end of the day, you still you still make that money. The only thing I, the only thing I've seen about her recently is lots of people are like upset that Nicole Kidman got the part of Lucy in the the new movie and they think Deborah Messing probably should have got it, which I see what they're saying because I didn't see that, but I agree. Good Lucy. But is it only because she has red hair? I don't. Did you ever watch Will and Grace? She does have great uh, comedy timing. Expressions. Like she could. I I imagine when she played that character, she played it as Lucille Ball playing it. (laughs) That's true. I loved her in Smash. She played a much different character. Yeah. And she did Will and Grace, and she was wonderful in it. I love Smash. I was devastated when it got canceled. I never saw it. Do you know what it's about? No clue. <laughs> okay. This so, is the beginning of our podcast when we say we only agree on one show. This is it. No, you would have loved the show. You would have loved the show. So it's Deborah Mess's character and the dude that was in the original Emmett from um legally blonde and musical so they're characters together and they write musicals and they decided you know what would be a great musical to write is about marilyn monroe so they write a musical about marilyn monroe and then they find a director and this director is very torn between these two other singers this established broadway singer and an up-and-coming broadway singer so it's like all about them sort of competing together and then like writing that or writing the Broadway musical. It's it's great. It's great. It's a shame it got canceled. I never it made a two it. season. <laughs> musical. So like I'm not huge. There's a few musicals I like. There's a couple. What do you like? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, but it's not on many. Wicked? Huh? I never saw Wicked. Oh, Wicked's good, but yeah, it it's finally being casted as he's gonna be in the Wicked movie, so it's been a thing recently. Oh, because people don't want James Corden in it. Yeah, <laughs> and Ariana Grande's in it, but she's playing a character everyone thought she wouldn't play, so she's playing the opposite character. I don't care. I'm gonna watch it because I love Wicked. <laughs> Casted a cactus, and I would have been like, oh, "Wicked, let's watch it." <laughs> okay, the runway show. <laughs> Daniel goes first. Yeah. I said he had a few cool pieces here, but overall, the collection was really disappointing. I mean, I did like a, a string of commentary where I was like, I, "I still like the first jacket, but the skirt's boring." The next look was like business casual. I like the like the double-breasted white pea coat or whatever it is. I like that. Yeah, that was the strongest piece. I did like the white skirt. Then the next look was like a, a mom look. 
And then I was like, that looks like a sailor dress. Is that you, Olive Oil? <laughs> I loved his 13th look, though. He had the best 13th look. He had a very good 13th look. Like, this But that was bad. all Nick, though. I really feel like that was all Nick. Probably. Which makes um, me pissed that he didn't get into... He should have been in the final. Um, I liked... Daniel had, like, a brown vest-type top that I liked. I could see wearing that. Yeah. Um... I didn't like the white skirt with the purple top and the blue vest. Okay, you liked the skirt, but that I like the skirt. I hated the top. I like, hated what everything. was that? It was like I don't know. <laughs> it was like he just threw stuff at the model and just put it on. To me, it looks like someone trying to be fashionable, but going to like Seven Eleven. Like it looked cheap. It was bad. It was yeah. It was bad. And I said more mom clothes. Oh no, she tripped. Because <laughs> last the last you model did, so well. big look. <laughs> this brown gown I loved that dress but yes he did not design it correctly in that model it was not her fault she was a good model yeah and so not a good look you don't want your your final look to trip (laughs) and like I said it was not the model's fault that dress was like so tight all the way to the bottom yeah and it was like long at the bottom. So she had it like trailing around her feet and tight right there. It was, it was a mess. Uh, he had one of the best models too that season. So it was not her fault. Yeah. Um, Chloe Snacks, I said, can you say passionate enough? Because she kept saying passion. But overall, her collection looked so expensive. I fucking loved it. I like... I there wasn't a lot in it I would have worn but I can appreciate the drama in it like she went very big and very colorful like she has some green floral fabric that Tim points out at the beginning that that's like the stars the the patterned fabric and she goes like really shiny with a lot of it which I didn't know the 80s were in style in 2006 I don't remember that but that's where she goes with it she's super on point with style though because you know the backless dress that she did she does several backless dresses and they are incredible incredible and that was the same year that Hillary Swank wore the backless dress that like made her the best dress list oh so So she she was on point fashion wise because I looked it up I was like was this before or after Hillary Swank? No, it's the same year. She did like a maroon jacket and pants that I really liked. I would wear. Yes, them. yes. No, the final dress, you could wear that today and still be in the best dress list. Like she did some a, of her pieces were timeless. She did I a loved. very strong collection, which I, I was worried loved. at the beginning. And me too. I was shocked. Yeah. Shocked. It was it was good. I, I I have no idea if anyone else comes this strong for Fashion Week. I was yeah, Let's I was see. surprised. Like she did the, the 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 backless blue dress is absolutely amazing. It's so good. And then the other blue dress that she did, where she just had the cutout pieces, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. But I I was shook when I watched it. I was like, holy shit! Even some of the pieces that I didn't necessarily like. They were really interesting. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I, there's a lot on there that I wouldn't wear, but mm-hmm. I can appreciate how dramatic they look. Like, they look so good coming down that runway. Yeah. She killed it. Yeah. Absolutely killed it. I 
I'm curious to see if anyone else compares to her seasons later from now. Because I don't, I don't think anyone can that. It was sad. I don't know. Christian Siriano, we still have in a couple seasons. He's and two I, more seasons. We have one more season. I seem to remember his final show being very good. We'll see. I can't remember. I remember his season. I remember, I, remember the word thing, I don't remember what the looks were, but I remember being very into it. See, I can't remember a single look he did, but I remember him. I, he coined I the word fierce yeah. for us white women who yeah. had never heard fierce before. <laughs> Um, but yeah he's season four we have one more season i'm looking forward to his season who's even in season three i can't remember anything about season three yeah i don't i we'll find out we'll find literally we will find out next week that's true okay so then santino's next i like that he said his mom is the shit that's sweet I was surprised he said he hadn't seen her in four years at that point because plane tickets to back home were too expensive. And he comes out and says, like, oh, where's she at? And I expected him to, like, run over and hug her. And then he just goes, my mom, sh- the shit. And then he runs backstage Because <laughs> he's something for himself. He even wrote the, the, the music. Yeah. But honestly, his collection, his main model is amazing. Um, but but I will say the first dress and that red dress, stunning. The first dress, I was surprised it was very elegant, which he hasn't done a lot of mm-hmm. elegant. Um, the second one, he had like a baby doll top, which I am not a fan of. I thought it was very cringe. The colors, he did a lot of pinks, a lot of nudes. Like it was a good color palette. It was I very still think the 13th look was one of my favorites. Like, I, I like the color and the... the His first dress look. and the red dress. Stunning. If he did a collection more similar to those two looks, he would have won. Maybe. Spoiler warning, he did win. <laughs> but um, He has one look that has... It's like, it, it, it doesn't fit in. It has these giant black, like, hoopy sleeve things. And I did like, not understand like, where it came from. Like, like a parachute. Yeah. And, the, like, and then Heidi points out, and Heidi points out, none of the boobs fit right. And it's yeah. absolutely right. And then I, all his dresses, most, his, oh, most of his dresses are like weird lengths. Like they're all like knee or mid calf length, which just, it feels like an awkward length to me. I just wouldn't wear any of those dresses because no one's boobs look good. In. In them they just look saggy yeah she she points out that like during the entire series he added so many ruffles and once all the ripped up ruffles are gone what they had left was dresses that didn't fit well <laughs> <laughs> so he really should have stuck with all the ruffles because then they wouldn't have been able to tell that the dresses didn't doesn't fit. fit well but yeah um sorry everyone chloe fucking killed it it wasn't even close yes i can't imagine how did the judges even debate on it i don't know i don't know yeah chloe fucking killed it we get to the judging and they're asking them like they they start with daniel like what was your inspiration and apparently it was war military and japanese which is not what the only war thing i got was 
that weird front thing he had on two of his dresses that michael is it michael kors says he wants to rip it off <laughs> yeah and then he's like well like is he looking at it and then hottie is like not in a good way <laughs> um yeah that they talk about santino none of his dresses fit right but they appreciate that he attempted to listen to them and do like a cleaner more elegant but they also like are disappointed that he kind of didn't put any of himself into it like he seems to have watered himself down and went really safe yeah see I think I wish he'd done that like really pretty first dress that really pretty red dress and then just went wild I I really expected his show to be really interesting like I expected it to because that's the thing you talked about throughout the series was if you know if he won and he was safe the next week he would be able to just like go crazy and so I was like I mean you made it to the end even if you don't win you're showing it fashion week you had now have the chance to just go crazy and do what you want to do and he kind of didn't I think that's why he didn't win it's really I mean, I think I, they ex they picked him because they figured he would do something crazy, and he didn't. Yeah, his looks I mean, were not ugly at all. I mean, yeah, they didn't fit quite right, but his other like freaking laundry. Yeah, show, the, the deer ugly, out, the deer costumes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he didn't win because he shouldn't have ever been there i think he should have the producers stepped in and saved him because he made good tv but he didn't make good clothes absolutely 100 and i just don't understand how he met it on rupaul i tried to look into it last week on reddit and everyone in rupaul is like why is he there on rupaul reddit. yeah i don't we'll get into it later yeah we'll get into it <laughs> so then they asked chloe about her looks and she like really emphasizes the business side. And when she was designing, she was thinking about how she would market and sell all her outfits, which it turns out was a good way to go. Like she yeah. knows how to work in the fashion industry. And she does. And she still sells out her clothes. She actually invented a, a scarf. Oh, I didn't see that. You'll have to mention that when we get to where is she now. <laughs> I didn't yes. think about her inventing a scarf. Um. They dismiss the designers and are talking about who their favorite is. And Nina's the only one that doesn't know for sure. Everyone else is positive they know who their favorite show was. It's clearly Chloe. Obviously, it was there was never it wasn't close. No. That being said, Michael Kors then offers Daniel a job. Which is awesome. I hope he took that. Did you look that up? I didn't look him up. Uh, I looked at I what look he Chloe. did and I didn't see anything about him working for Michael Kors but um, I think that's the only time I remember that happening that Michael Kors offered a job right there he deserves it I think the reason he didn't win is because he doesn't have the experience Chloe does yeah for sure Chloe knows she's worked it she's done it she has her own store she continues to have her own store yeah just got it she got it he he just needed a little more experience and he would have won because he has a very like he's got a very good taste level yes absolutely agree like he deserved to be the top too for sure thousand percent out of everyone um i santino 
gave us two great looks, but I really, really wish Nick was there. I think Nick would have done such a good show. Which I know I see in that one <laughs> sweater dress. I tried to look it up because I was hoping he had a mock show. It was like, oh, maybe the top two get a mock show. No, just Kara. He didn't have one. Um, Clever. He does in the All Stars, but we'll get to that one <laughs> a few years from now. We'll get to that one. But yeah, I I was very very happy the way it ended. I'm it sick. was way better than the last season finale. Last season was underwhelming. The they they fucking killed it. All of them did, but especially Chloe. Yeah, she like came out of out of right field. Like she just I mean, she was like consistently good during the show, but never necessarily really stand out. Yeah, I agree. Nothing like she did make great clothes, but you weren't like Oh yeah, she's fucking amazing, and she's she's fucking amazing. She has I don't think I've ever seen someone win a reality show who deserved it more than her. Yeah, she Killed did it. really good work, and she's done so much since then. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to get into where everyone is now? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I am going. Because Santino is going to be a whole nother mess. So start Santino. <laughs> you want me to start with Chloe? Okay. And then, yeah. She's done a ton. She still mm-hmm. runs a boutique in Houston. I did not know about the scarf. I hadn't run across that she invented the scarf. Yeah, I went on her website earlier today and she like invented this scarf you could do like a million things with. Oh, fun. And then also, I will say, she was on The Little Couple. Did you ever watch that show on TLC? I've seen it, but I don't know that I I didn't like watch. She so when the main the her name is Jennifer. I can't remember her last name, but she was the doctor on the little couple. And when they lived in the Houston area, she designed all her dresses. Oh, and she said she was the only designer that took her proportions seriously and like wanted to make her look like an adult and not a little girl which I thought that was great they do talk about that a lot on throughout the the series on Project Runway that she knows the women she's designing for like she knows women uh, yeah. well. I forgot to say that like the way she put the seams like she was emphasizing like hey I'm thin like in a in a good way like oh look how great my body is like she did talk when during the model casting when they were talking about what they were looking for in models and she said like she wanted a real woman women's basically. bodies like, yeah yeah um she was at one point a spokesperson in a dove campaign okay i don't remember that but i believe it i don't remember it but i found it on wikipedia <laughs> Um, she was a panelist in a uh, talk with Tim Gunn about using eyeglasses as accessories for lens crafters. It was a lens crafter sponsored discussion okay. group, I guess. Yeah. Okay. She did That's a fair. she did a collection for QVC, which sold out on the air like right away. And in 2013, she was a judge on Project Runway Vietnam, the first season. <laughs> no, I looked at her. Like consistently, she runs a boutique in Houston and puts out like tons of clothes. Like, yeah, no, I constantly. I looked them up recently. If they weren't so expensive, I would buy them. 
they're very expensive but they are really nice and she uses so many different body types so many different models like she's just she's great (laughs) yeah she's very i mean she may not be like on the cover of magazines but she's a very busy designer very successful yeah doing her own thing i think the way she wants it to be like because she mentioned you know she doesn't want to be in new york showing her pieces but she wants to continue to design and like i said i thousand percent deserve the win for sure yeah her her final show was so good Mm mm-hmm what's what's tearing it up to um so in 2008 he published a book called fashion inside out which had a foreword from tim gunn and 2009 he was in a project runway all-star challenge two-hour special which preceded the sixth season so we'll be seeing him again he has a fashion line called the kit it's out of my price range but it's nice like it's focuses on like a lot of like prints What's the price range of it? Uh, mostly over a hundred, two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's same with Chloe. Like, yeah, <laughs> like same it, with Chloe. Yeah, out of my price range, but it's like a lot of like bold prints. Um, also, he claims he's a Slytherin. I'm not sure I believe that. He isn't a cutthroat, do anything to get ahead type. And I should add that Caitlin has no idea what I'm talking about here. I was gonna say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> It's a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I'm the only human on earth who has not seen any of the Harry Potter movies. Except for one. I saw the first one in the movie theater with a girl who stole my taco. Still bitter about it. <laughs> I snuck in Taco Bell tacos and this girl stole my taco. Was it someone you knew? Yes. Oh, I was going to say, was it just like a random person in the movie theater? We are not friends. Is it someone that you were friends with at the time? Acquaintances. We've always been acquaintances. Never liked her. <laughs> I, I ran into her as an adult and then it reminded me why I didn't like her. Rude okay. As <laughs> Rude as hell. <laughs> Taco thief. I wow. went and saw almost every one of the Harry Potter movies for my birthday from the first one up until like the second to last one or something because they changed the schedule for the last one it didn't come out on my birthday but every other every other one they had a schedule they always came out middle of November so the 20th anniversary of the first movie is what's today 14th it's in two days it's Tuesday it's 20th anniversary of the first movie God, we're so fucking old. <laughs> You're so fucking old. Like I watched. Which does bring up that I did know you when it came out, but we did not see it together. Yeah, we didn't know each other. No, I watched the first season of Survivor the other day. <laughs> like I finished it, and I'm like, "This is great TV." And then I looked at the date, and I was like, "This was 21 year fucking years ago that it premiered," <laughs> and I remember it like, like clearly did you watch the five when it was out i didn't watch it no no like i remember watching it and just like same with bachelor like when the first season the bachelor came out like it just that survivor blew my mind i didn't watch a ton i watched big brother we both watched that but like mm-hmm. that's 
I watched Making the Band. Like, I didn't watch a ton of reality TV. Making the Band is so good. I need to rewatch it. Oh, my God. I was obsessed. Is obsessed. it online anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. I need to find out. I was fucking obsessed with those shows. Did you see the the remake, or not the remake, but when um, Ashley Parker Angel did his own reality show, like, several years later? He named his kid fucking Lyric. It was about yeah. him and his like girlfriend. There yeah. is a absolutely gorgeous moment in that where he has to get a job, and all he's done up to that point is be in a boy band, and he has to go to like a um like like a, a job center, and they're asking him for what experience he has and all that, and he's telling them what he's done, and they're like have you heard of human directional advertising? And he's like, no, what's that? And he's like, well, you would stand on the street and hold a sign pointing towards the business. It's the only thing he was qualified for. Beautiful moment. I need to create a Twitter and just piss on every day. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I don't, I never watched the show. I just, I remember my friend in junior high when that show was on same with the Ashley Slipman show she liked both of them and that was the only time like I would sort of watch them because she named me brilliant brilliant shows (laughs) I I didn't like making the band when it was the boy band I liked making the band when it was Vanity King oh see I I watched it when it was O-Town yeah no so he had O-Town one season and then the next season he wanted to do a girl group and he said everyone sucked. <laughs> so he's like, we're going to do a third season. And he invited some girls back. And that was Aubrey O'Day. And I just, I loved Aubrey O'Day when I was in junior high. And now she's a fucking hot mess. But I, I watched everything Aubrey O'Day did. I have she no idea who that is. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> Like she had a show at auction a few years ago and she got heavier and but she was like, I like my curves, and everyone was like, she's fat. And then she had those she had a relationship with Donald Trump Jr. and like wrote all these sad songs about it and it came out years later. It's about him. It was like so tragic. I'm sorry, I literally have no clue who this is. I've never heard of this person. <laughs> she's a thing. She's a thing. Never heard of her. No, she was on Celebrity Apprentice. And had <laughs> an affair it. with Donald Trump Jr. And literally was like, I think I'm in love with him. And wrote all these sad tracks about it. Literally, it's Donald Trump Jr. I, no, I, I don't know who she is. You need to be on Owner Who Did It More. Go back to it. You introduced it to me. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. The live journal days. <laughs> I'm still on it. I think I deleted my life journal account. No, my life journal is from, I think it's, my life journal started in like 2006. <laughs> like to this point right now, it's almost impossible to get an only account to be able to post on it. Yeah. And it's like dumb. You're like, don't you want new things, like new people joining you? <laughs> they don't. They only want you spreading their, uh, <laughs> their news anyway something from there recently i don't remember what it was but you did send me a a link to something there probably i watch it i go on it every other day 
So do we want to know where Santino Rice is now? He's ruined his career. Santino Rice is an anti-science, anti-vax, fat-phobic asshole. Yes, he doesn't believe COVID is real. Um, I mentioned last week I was worried about doing this season originally because I was trying to figure out how I was going to reconcile liking who he was 15 years ago and hating who he is now. And it turns out I'm the one that changed. He's pretty much the same asshole he was 15 years ago. Um, I unfollowed him when he started posting anti-science shit because Way I feel like COVID. this needs to be said over and over again. Vaccines don't cause autism. <laughs> they don't cause autism. There's no connection. The doctor that made the claim has lost his medical license because he made it up. He made it up to make money because he was working to create his own vaccine. Yeah. And I don't like people like Santino Rice that say shit like this. The implication of it is that babies dead of measles is better than people with autism, which is bullshit. And it's, it's fucking bullshit. I'd rather yeah. have my child be autistic than alive. Like, than not alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely infuriating. And it's and so it's, infuriating because there's nothing wrong with being autistic. Nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Your brain just is different. And that's, that's not the end of the world. He also posts horrific cartoons that are like really fat phobic and I remember you disgusting. showing me. The only comfort I take in Santino Rice's Twitter account is knowing that he has roughly the same size fan base as we do, i.e. <laughs> no one is buying his bullshit. <laughs> um, he was on RuPaul's Drag Race from 2009 to 2014. In 2016, DTLA Explorer, a blog, reported that he was working at a vegan restaurant in LA. In 2017, he was on the show The Doctors to promote his 111-day juice fast. That's what I was going to bring up. Don't do this. <laughs> like, kids, don't go on a 111-day juice fast. You need food to survive you need good carbohydrates, you need good fats, and you need fiber. I think a more accurate name for his diet would be 111 days of diarrhea. I'll just say not pooping. Well, like no fiber at all, like just juice. That's going to cause like horrific diarrhea to do, do nothing but juice for 111 days. Oh yeah, you're right. Because the it Even though he's juicing, he's very hybrid. Like he's hydrated. Yeah, like it... Um, I can't find anything about him making another collection after Project Runway ever. As far as yeah. I can tell, he never designed another thing. No, he never did. And uh, he also, I read this weird thing where he was trying to say he was straight and then bye and then get it. Weird rant I saw on his Instagram. It was. He bizarre. also initially claimed when he first started posting anti-vax stuff that his account had been hacked but he has posted anti-vex and anti-science stuff every single day since then. So no, his account was not hacked. He's just a stupid asshole. I have no idea why he ended up on RuPaul. Like, why? I don't know. I read something on Reddit where they were like, <laughs> they said, 
why is RuPaul trying so hard to make Santino sexy? He's not sexy. And then they said that RuPaul, apparently, she said that Santino is the sexiest man she had ever met. And then he got cast on the show. That's the only thing I could find. All I read about it was like, oh, why wasn't Santino on the show anymore? And it was, they said that like after, like the first couple seasons, I guess he always just talked about the fashion on the show. But then later seasons, it wasn't really about drag fashion anymore. It was about personality. And so there was nothing else for him to talk about. And maybe that's why they got rid of him. That was all I read about it. I watched RuPaul when it first came out, when it was on, uh, what was it, Logo? Do you remember that channel? Yeah, I loved Logo. Yeah. I saw Lady Gaga for the very first time on Logo. Oh, really? It was um, Just Dance. It was New Year's Eve watching Logo with my grandma and Just Dance. I remember you texting me about, like, do you know who Lady Gaga is? She's dancing on an inflatable whale. (laughs) In the, in the, kiddie pool my grandma and I were both like she is fascinating I love it I knew Lady Gaga was because only they didn't really mm. <laughs> it was not like I've I have found interesting artists back in the day because of only they did like uh Lana Day Ray before she got big I got from only they didn't um god who else oh Nicola Roberts I love her. She's she was from Girls Aloud. Oh, she's okay. a British group. She was. She was I know who lady. Girls Aloud is. I couldn't tell you what their names are. She was the super pale one that used to be really tanned, and then came out with the anti-tanning laws for in the UK, saying that you can't tan as they felt like fourteen or something like that. Her album, so good. It's a pop masterpiece. Is it? <laughs> Hot mess. It's like it's up there with blackout, which also we need to talk about. I know, dude. Brittany is free. <laughs> She's free. And do you think? Do you, oh my god, I'm freaking out. Do you think she'll release original doll? Uh, honestly, no, because I think that was a decade more or more ago. No, and it she was like so passionate most, about it. Well, weren't most of the tracks like released as B-sides and stuff over the years since then? A lot of them? I thought a no. lot of them had been. Only Mona Lisa and Chaotic was released in that album. Like, honestly? And she, it was the album she wrote the most songs on. Yeah. I mean, if she... If she decides she wants to do music again, awesome. If she decides she wants to disappear into obscurity and have a bunch of kids and never talk to another person again, awesome. Like, whatever she wants to do. That being said, I would love to see her put out an album that's, like, all really powerful ballads. Like, full-on, like, 90s I would, ballads. <laughs> I would just love to see her experiment with her sound. Like, she experimented yeah. a little bit with Glory, and it was great. I really would love her to push it a little harder. I also I think dark. I want something dark, not ballads. Like I want raw music. <laughs> you want her to put out like an Alanis Morissette album? Yes. <laughs> Give us the truth, girl. Give us your pain. We want it. I also Let's think go. she would be a really good advocate for mental health. Yes. Like tell it, tell it, girl. Tell your story. She we mentioned. 
like in June, she mentioned that like, oh, she's not the only one under an abusive conservatorship. And she talks about there's other people that are suffering this way too. And I think like if she followed that, she could become like a huge, she could change a lot of stuff. The world is her oyster at this point. Yeah. Like I told you, like she can literally sell nosebleed tickets for $150. Oh, if buying she- it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if she wants a thousand dollars a ticket, she's gonna sell out amphitheaters still. Yeah. Easily. Like any that's why I'm really hoping she experiments with her music. Literally anything she puts out, it's gonna it's gonna be platinum. That being said, if she never wants to put out another thing or get on stage again, then don't. You don't have to. From what like, I read, she wants to I'm not record. gonna believe TMZ. I'm sorry. I'm not I going know. to. <laughs> fuck TMZ they were part of the problem to begin with for real I know and they're really only like we talked about last week they were the only ones to report that the Travis Scott Astroworld thing that people were being ejected yeah and then finally the cops had to like take it back and that's why I thought was super weird I was like why isn't TMZ saying that someone was injecting people with drugs and no other news site is saying that I I can't I just I make a general rule. That's why when you texted going, oh, I saw that she wants to start making music again. I was like, I saw the headline because I wasn't going to click on it because I saw TMZ headline. And I was like, nope, I'm not reading it. I refuse to click. I refuse to give them the views. I know. For I that matter, that. I think in general, we should not be clicking on sites that use paparazzi photos. Like just in general, don't buy the magazines. Like don't click on the sites if they're using paparazzi photos because those are the people that caused that like put her in the position to. No, I agree with you. What you're saying is 100% true. And like I've said before in the past, paparazzi is what literally killed Princess Diana. Yeah. Because I was listening to this amazing podcast and they talked about like there was one photo that killed her because it went for a million dollars and people wanted that million dollars so they hounded her that was i mean britney spears posted a couple weeks ago when she was able to start driving again that the paparazzi were literally chasing her home like jumping out in front of her car to take pictures of her and she said it's like they want me to do something crazy because they do because that's the picture that'll make money so don't look at when they take the pictures don't look at them because that's how they're earning the money paparazzi is just such a weird thing i don't get it yeah i mean i assume that at some point they wanted to be real photographers and then they needed to earn money and they got lucky with a picture of a kardashian and everything else i'm glad though i i will say i feel like the paparazzi culture is dying now because everyone has cell phones well it probably helps stuff like instagram where people can get on and like like celebrities can get on and post pictures themselves yeah there's not as much of a urge to like buy those private photos because you can just like oh look there's a picture of her hanging out by her pool we don't need a picture of her at the beach yeah but Yes, this sort of gears towards to getting a photos of their real bodies. Yeah. Because those Kim K photos from her trip that like showed her real body and she denies that's her real body, but that's her real body went for a lot of money. 
I saw I can't remember where I saw I saw something it was someone talking about how surreal like being chased by the paparazzi was and they were talking about how weird it is like out in like I think they were talking about like Malibu the paparazzi can't go on private property but the ocean is considered public property so they will go out in the water and be waiting out along the beaches to take pictures from the back of houses when people like celebrities are out there on the beach they'll just be in like a foot of water because it's it's public property so that they can take pictures of them on the beach like that's so creepy that's very creepy <laughs> anyway. i'm glad i'm not a celebrity i would love that money i don't want a celebrity though yeah no no seriously i wish i could have just made like why can't I like star in like Twilight or something and made those a few films, get that change, hire a really great accountant and money manager and just fucking disappear? Well, I think That's most the life I want. <laughs> I feel like most of those people from Twilight are still working, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all oh of them my are God. Still- No offense to Kirsten Stewart ever. Like, I've said this before. I love Princess Diana. I've always admired her. I love everything about her. And everyone's saying that her new movie is brilliant. I've been seeing clips on TikTok. And I... It's like me acting. <laughs> it's like, literally, I sent it to my coworker. I was like, this is a girl senior in high school who thinks she's an amazing actor and is going to move to LA next year and thinks she's going to make a thing. It's that bad. Like, I'm just dumbfounded. I haven't seen I've anything seen. from it. I've seen, I mean, I saw the, the trailer they first put out, but she's not really, she didn't really do anything in it. It's so bad. I, I don't know where these people are talking about. Maybe the movie's really good, but her acting... I mean, maybe it's hard to tell from a clip. Maybe once it's all put together, it won't end up being as bad as it looks in a clip. I don't know. Did you see Happiest Season on Hulu last year? It's cute. Oh, yeah, I heard it's cute. It's cute. But people I, were I like saying, Christmas movies, so I'll watch them all. I heard people were saying that her acting was better in it because she was more playing herself. May I mean, I haven't seen... Oh. I've never seen any of the Twilight movies. I haven't seen her acting a ton. I saw Speak back when she was like a teenager, but like I have not seen her act a ton. But Happiest Season was very cute. I saw one Twilight movie and it was on HBO. And one of the few times I smoked weed as an adult, <laughs> I decided for some reason to smoke weed that night. And I was eating a fajita watching it and be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? <laughs> literally holding my budget bill like this like (laughs) we should probably uh conclude this (laughs) before we continue going on tangents next time i see it before you conclude next time i see a tip uh a tiktok of her acting spencer i will send it to you and you will be shocked okay <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll post it on a on our instagram account if anyone wants to see <laughs> Kristen stewart acting and spencer has nothing to do with project runway but why not um, 
this is it does it does have to do with Audrey Rowan because if she was still alive, she would be a judge. You know it. We all know it. Was Kristen Stewart ever a judge? No, Princess Diana. I know that. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kristen Stewart is still alive. That is not outside the realm of possibility to throw her in there as a judge. Just as she a- is very fashionable. She's not my favorite actor, but she does. I love her style. She does some good vintage t-shirts. Mm-hmm. It's it's the kind of style that I would wear. It's the thrift store look. No, I like her style. She does always look on point on the red carpet. I, well, I don't know about red carpet. I'm talking about thrift store looks. <laughs> she does. No, she puts it together. She looks great. Does she? This has been another episode of Blood Orange. We are so pretentious. You can hear us on all podcast platforms. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Blood Orange Wasp. We'll be back next week with season three. New designers. Yay. I have no idea who's going to be on it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know.